You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Good morning. It's so good to be back. We went to Florida for a week. Even though the weather wasn't great, we had a great time of refreshing with family. But it's always good to come back to the house. And it makes you realize what you have and what you miss while you're away. So we missed you, and it's good to be home. I um, wanted to also talk to you for a second about our small groups coming up. It's an exciting time that we have for you to connect. So if you're new here, you're wanting to get connected, if you're wanting to meet people, it's a great opportunity. We have about six different small groups Some will be meeting in homes. Some will be meeting here at the church. We have one on identity that will be meeting here at the church. But you are going to have an opportunity to sign up in the lobby next Sunday. We're going to have a table out front with iPads. People will be there to help you, assist you. You can sign up on the Church Center app. We'll have child care for the groups that are here at the church. But then the groups in the homes, we will not have child care. And let me tell you why. It's not that we don't love your children. What happens in homes, we have smaller homes, we have kids playing in another room, we have adults in another room, and you have leaders that are trying to lead that are distracted by all the screaming going on in the other room. I don't know what's happening back there, but there's chaos, and then it's hard to really connect with each other when things are going on in the other room. Can you say amen? Yeah, so we love your kids. We want you, if you have kids, to have childcare. So we have a group that's gonna be here at the church on Sunday nights that will have childcare. We have an identity class that will be here that will have childcare. So we love your kids and we want you to be able to have that time with other adults to connect with each other. I was listening to a podcast this week, this last week, and it was so good by David and Jonathan, by Jonathan David and Melissa Helser, and they were talking about community and what community can be for people, and he said something so eye-opening to me. He said, we, we were born into this world needy as babies. We need people. They need somebody to feed them. They need somebody to take care of them. We leave the world needy when we're elderly. We need people to help take care of us. But somewhere in the 90% of the time of your life, you feel like you don't need people. But we need each other. We need community. We can't be on an island by ourselves. Amen? So if you are that person that says, oh, I'm afraid of being rejected. I don't want to meet new people. What if they don't like me? I've been in small groups before. It wasn't that great. I didn't connect with anybody. I'm really busy right now in this season. If that's any of you, probably small groups are a good place for you. 
Yeah, I know I really enjoy it. It's a time to get to know people on a deeper level. And not only are you connecting with other people, but it's also an opportunity for discipleship. We don't want anybody to get lost in the family of God. We don't want anybody to not know what their next steps are in growth. We are wanting to be a healthy home for the city. And the way that we do that is also through our small groups by helping disciple others. So if you're looking for growth, small groups is for you. Amen? Amen. Um, This morning, Pastor Mike asked me to speak a couple weeks ago, and I was asking the Lord, like, what is it, Lord, that you are wanting to say to your people? And I got off the phone with him, and I began to pray, and I just kept hearing the word prayer. And I was like, okay, I can teach on prayer. But I began to say, well, where is the starting point to teach people how to pray. And the Lord said, I want you to start on the foundation part of prayer. And that's my word. So this morning, I'm going to start at the beginning. And some of you might check out on me already. Please don't check out on me because you already know that the Bible is truth. You already know that the Bible is the firm foundation. You already know lots of what, what God says about his word. But today, I believe that he wants to take us to a deeper understanding of his truth. I think a lot of people in the world, the reason I got asked this question, like, Faith, why do you feel like people are searching for different ideas? identities? Why are people in the bars searching for their mate? Why are people out doing all of these things? I believe they're searching for truth and they're searching for truth all in the wrong places. But we have the ultimate truth right here, God's word. And God is still speaking today through his word. Amen. But I want to start with talking about foundation and structure. And Steve and I are building our tiny home. I'm learning a lot. I didn't really know that you absolutely do need a blueprint to build a house. You need a really good engineer that knows what they're talking about. Someone that's very versed in how to maintain a good structure. You need the blueprint in order to continue picking out windows and picking out doors and all the other things that come with building a home. You also need a good builder. I'm not going to just go pick up somebody on the side of the road and say, will you build my house? I'm going to look at all the projects that this person has done to make sure that they are top-notch builder. Right? It just makes sense. We have the best blueprint in order to build our lives around. Right here. The best blueprint. And I got told this last week that we have to put these trusses in this tiny home to maintain good structure. I thought, I don't want my house to look like a barn. I don't want the exposed trusses. But I trusted my builder because he knew what the blueprint said. He knew from past experience because he's the builder. He knows what he's doing. So I'm going to say yes. I will say yes to trusses because I want my house not in 20 years to fall apart. I don't want a mudslide to come 
or a heavy rain to come and to wash out the side of my building. And I know you personally want your life founded upon the rock that will not be moved so that when tension comes and when hard trials come, because they're going to come, right? You don't want to be knocked down, destroyed, and washed out. Amen? So today, I want to take you through just a few things that the Lord has put on my heart about His Word that we need to know about. Praise God for a builder. Brian Langford's building our tiny home. Give it up for Brian. So thankful. So thankful for truth, too, you know. So thankful for the builder who brings truth. Because we are building, right, our life, but we're building partnership with him. That I'm going to look to my builder to help me map out the plan for my life. I'm going to always look to him, but I'm always going to go back to what his blueprint has said. Because he's speaking today to me, but he's, I think so many times we miss it. We think we need this audible Can I just sit here for a minute? We need this audible word from God, like, thus saith the Lord. Or I don't hear from God. I'm not getting an audible voice. God doesn't talk to me like he talks to you. Faith, how do you get up there and pray so well? It's just so eloquently. Do you know why? Because I know the word, what he says. If you want God to speak to you, it's right here. He's speaking through his word. His word is alive and active. It actually says it's a two-edged sword piercing between soul and spirit. And I'm going to go there really quick with you today. I'm going to skip down and just head there. I'm just going to let the Lord lead me this morning. Amen. Will you just do this with me? Will you lift out your hands to the Lord? Say, God, I thank you that you're speaking to me. Whatever it is that you want me to get a hold of, you want me to hear, I receive it. Anything that's not of you, I don't receive. Amen. So if you will, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The word is alive and powerful. It says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes, say exposes, our innermost thoughts and desires. And I began to think about a two-edged sword. I didn't really know what that meant. So I did some digging in it. The phrase two-edged is actually taken from the Greek word dystomos. D meaning two. Stomos is one's mouth. So if you read it, you think of two-mouthed sword. It's like, that's interesting. What does that mean? The Lord said, two-mouthed sword is actually the first mouth was what God spoke in his word. The second mouth is your word speaking out his worth. So it's actually meant for us not just to receive God's word, but it's meant for us to speak God's worth out over our lives. So, so many times when we're up against things, we're believing God for things. What we need to do is grab a hold of a scripture or something that he says in his word so that we will be able to speak out his word 
And what does it do? It says it divides between soul and spirit. So that means it comes in and it comes into our heart so that we can believe it and we receive what he is saying. And then, so we have a soulish side, which is our emotional side, and we have our spirit side. And it comes in so that we are literally hearing God's voice, receiving what he's saying. So we're not led by our emotional side, but we're led by the spirit of God coming in. And what does it say it does? It exposes the innermost thoughts of our heart. So God's word comes in, we receive it. It it kind of is like, oh, I'm sitting here, I'm reading a scripture and it's exposing something in my heart that needs to change. So it's coming in and it's changing my situation. And the way that changes your situation is when you use it like a sword and you speak it out. Amen? Number two, so number one, the word is alive and powerful. Number two, the word is truth. In John 17, 17, it says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your truth Teach them your word, which is truth. We can't trust what's on the internet that's truth. You know, we've got magazines that are airbrushed, pictures, photographs that are fake. You can easily take your picture and um, Photoshop it to make it look. Uh, we have somebody that, we, a friend of ours is dating, you know, and they're online dating and you get to your date and it's like totally a different person. You can Photoshop anything these days. And you get there and you're like, who are you? Am I at the right place with the right person? You have politicians that are saying their truth, but it's not the truth. Their truth, but not the truth. You've got professors, college students, you go even to Christian universities, and they're teaching what they think and what they believe, but they're not teaching the truth. That's why it's so important that we're teaching our children what the Bible says so that when people are sharing their truths, they will know, oh no, this is what the word of God says and this is the truth. It is the truth that is not changed. Chronologically, if you look from time and time again, it is proved to be stable, constant, steady, the same, never changing, never wavering. That's who God is. And he has said it and we believe it. Gosh, I'm so shaken up because so many people are trying to speak into my daughter's life when we're on vacation. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. We got to teach the truth. And the truth will set them free. We have got to get a hold of the truth. Instead of taking time, like I hear so many people please hear my heart in this. It's not to shame anybody or, or make fun of, but it's so hard to digest what God is saying. I get it. It is. I, I went to Bible school and I'm still figuring out what he's saying. What does that even mean, Lord? I'm so busy. I don't have time. I've tried to open my Bible and turn somewhere and read. I can't get up early enough. Guys, if we cannot have the truth, we will not be able to live in truth. And we will not be able to see what God has for us. Number three, the word is a light. It guides us. 
So if we are not reading his word, we're not hearing what he's saying, I won't know how to step forward into godliness and what God is wanting and expecting of me to do, to walk in his character. If I don't know his character, I can't walk in his character. Oh, I told Pastor Mike, I don't want to speak because I feel like I'm being mean, but I'm not. I'm just saying what God is saying. I don't like to do this. <laughs> but he's like, we have to go back to the foundation. If our foundation is not strong, you will keep building. You'll keep building, stacking on top of it until all of a sudden it all crumbles. Or a hurricane comes and wipes out all of it. Like Ian came and we were in Florida looking at everything. And complete, huge building, 17 stories tall, completely knocked to the foundation because the foundation was not solid. It took it completely out. And so many lives were devastated because of it. If our foundation is not strong, when tension comes, forget about it. No wonder we're living in, in chaos all of the time. And then what happens? Our kids see us falling apart and they're going to just completely take the same cycle and keep doing it. And their foundation isn't going to be founded on the rock. So we have to, like it's vital for us, whatever you have to do to get into his word. I just think like we should just be so grateful for it. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful in times in my life when things were going wrong, I got a hold of, I have notes in here. This is my Rhema Bible. As you can see, it's totally tore up. I have notes of when I was disappointed in ministry my dad didn't talk to me for three years. My family, grandma had cancer, all these things. And I would write little notes, my scriptures to believe God for. And I'm still believing God for. Luke 145, because she believed she received the fulfillment of the promise. I'm still believing that I'm going to get pregnant. Why? Because it's what God spoke to me through his word. I read the scripture and then in my heart, God was like, yeah, I need you to get a hold of that. That's me speaking. But that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have been able to see fruit in my life if I wouldn't have had a scripture to take a hold of and believe God is speaking to me right now. That's why our quiet time is so vital so that he can speak to us. And he will. He'll continue to speak to you through the day. Some of you, he might show you a picture. I'm not saying that God still can't speak to you. But what I'm saying is this is his word. And his word will never change. And it is the truth. It says, if you want to know more, Psalm 119 is all beautiful. Like it's a poem about his word and it's just beautiful. It says, Psalm 119, 133, it says, guide my steps by your word so that I will not be overcome by evil. Here's what it says in the Amplified that I love. It says, establish my footsteps in the way of your word do not let any human weakness have power over me, causing me to be separated by you. Psalm 119, 105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In the message, it says, By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light 
into my dark path. So you may not know the end, and you may not even know what's next for this next season of your life. But what does it say? His word will throw a beam of light into your path. He'll begin, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. He begins to illuminate when you begin to spend time in his word. It's like, almost like the scripture will jump out at you and be like, oh, and what I can encourage you to do is write it down. A lot of times it's hard to remember things. I have a journal and as God's speaking to me through his word, I write the scripture down. And then I always forget, like I go on about my day, I'm like, oh gosh, what did the Lord say to me? So that's why it's important to go back to the scripture in your journal and begin to say it. And something else you can do is like say a little prayer, like, Lord, I thank you that you are a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I thank you that my husband will have wisdom to know what's next for our family and for his job, that he'll, you'll illuminate his path. You'll show him what's next. Do you see, you just begin to make his word part of your world. It's a part of you. It becomes part of you. And then you begin to speak it forth and it becomes the lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So maybe you're that person that's in a dark place right now and doesn't know the next decision to make. What are you gonna do? Open his word and begin to read the truth. It's important to have people in your life that can speak things into your life. But the ultimate engineer, the ultimate builder is the Father. And this is what he's given us as the blueprint to build our life upon. And number four, the word is life. It says in Matthew 4, 4, bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word that constantly goes forth from God's mouth. John 6, 63, it says, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It says in the NLT that the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Everybody say nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. We can't build anything without him. We really can't. He is the builder. The message says every word I've spoken to you is a spirit word. And so it's life making. Isn't that good? It's life making. You know, in the beginning, God spoke and he created. I don't know how anybody couldn't believe that God is real. You look around you. I was driving here this morning. I was looking around at everything that God had created. My husband and I, we went to dinner with some friends the other night and we were just sitting around the table and we were just like so thankful where God has brought us to this place and what all he has created in our life. And I think about the times that I went to Ramah, I would get up early in the morning and I would pace that stage and I would have this Bible in my hand. And you know what? I didn't know anything about the word. I grew up in a crazy charismatic church where people were falling out on top of each other, doing crazy things. And I thought it was the, the worst childhood experience, to be honest, because I'm like, what are these people doing? 
this is not what God would want us to knock somebody out and then running around the church. Like, what is this? And so God called me to Bible school. I didn't even know what I was getting into. I didn't even know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believe in him shall not die but have eternal life. I didn't even know that scripture, John 3, 16. So here I am, and I'm like, okay, I got to start somewhere. So for you, maybe you're here, and you're like, I don't have a Bible. Guess what? In a couple weeks, I'm going to be giving out Bibles. The Lord told me to buy 20 Bibles. They're going to be leather-bound, nice Bibles. There's going to be no more excuses to get into the Word. Amen? So we're going to give out 20 Bibles at the welcome desk in a couple weeks. They're going to be beautiful. I think I ordered teal for the girls and navy blue for the guys. So if you don't have a Bible, guess what? You got one. And so what I do, I, I just, I heard this professor say, the Ephesians prayers are for the church today. I said, okay, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up Ephesians 117, and I'm going to put my name in here. I'm going to begin to pray this over my I thank you, Lord, that I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding are flooded with light, so that faith, where it's at I, faith knows the exceeding greatness of your power. You know, I got my name in here, and I began to just say this. And so now, when someone's asking asking me for wisdom, guess what? I can pray. You have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of the Father. Your eyes are going to be open, flooded with light to know the hope of God's calling for what's next in the season of your life. If you have kids, children are God's love gift. They're the heritage from the Lord. I thank you that you'll lie down in sweet sleep because you won't be afraid. Psalm 91, whatever it is that you're asking the Lord for, grab a hold of the scripture and begin to say it, utter, mutter, repeat over and over and over again, over and over and over again. We used to have these like index cards on a ring, my friend and I, because we were just learning scripture. We didn't know. And we would write scriptures down and blue would be like for finances and purple would be for, I forget, whatever it was, whatever area. And then I got involved in the prayer, prayer center. They're like, Faith, do you want to pray? I was like, I don't know how to pray. You don't want me on that prayer team. And they're like, that's a great opportunity for you. Sorry, my throat's really hurting me, so I'm going to put a cough drop in. Um, and so what did they do? They gave me this cool book. I still have it in my office back there. It's tabbed. Finances, depression, anger, healing, whatever people needed. So all I would do is, <laughs> they didn't know I was on the other line doing this, but I tab over to healing. And they said, I have cancer in my body. So I began to say, well, let me tell you what the word says about that. And I began to speak that scripture and I began to say, okay, now this is what the word says. Let's pray that by his stripes, that you are the healed of the Lord, walking in divine health all the days of your life. Do you see how that's so powerful? Like there's nothing that you can say about that to compare the Bible to anything else because you'd be dumbing down something. It's the truth. And it's the truth that will set people free. Not just for your life, but everybody in your life around you. So let's stop making excuses, church. Amen? I don't even want to say that because I'm like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody, but just what I want us to grow. That's the whole point. I want to grow. I want more self-control going to the gym. I want to grow in different areas. I want to know more. I want deeper revelation. Yes, I'm reading the scripture, but Lord, I want deeper revelation. What are you saying? And why are you saying that? Do you guys want to grow? 
We want to be a healthy place so that when people come in, we'll be able to pour into the people that are coming in that are broken, that need a fresh rhema word in due season. Will you stand with me this morning? I'm going to just stop right there. I want us all to just reevaluate kind of like, what does the word of God mean to me? Latricia, will you play the keys for me? I appreciate it. I was reading this book the other day, and this guy was just explaining what the word of God meant to him. And it was just so beautiful. And it made me do this like heart check. Like, am I really valuing and honoring what God has said in here? Am I really going to what God's word is saying? And when my kids ask me questions, am I saying, well, let's go to God's word? No, I'm not always doing that. I want to do that better. When someone comes up to me and is like, I'm having a hard time. Let's, let's see what God's word says about that. What does this mean to you? Right now, here in this moment, will you just close your eyes? Let God draw you in. Just to honor what his word, what his word means to you. And let's just do a self-reflection right now in this moment. Are you really taking him at his word? And maybe you've been that person that is believing God for something and you said, I have been like saying all the right things, but maybe you haven't really taken him at his word, like really truly believed it. I believe this morning he's wanting us to go to a deeper place of intimacy and to believe that these words are life for us, that they're truth for us, that they're alive for us, that they're powerful for us. For every situation that you come up against, every tension you feel, that his word would always remain constant for you. And that you'll run to it. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you, Lord, today that they will push forward and dive into what you're saying. That we'll stop making excuses for how busy we are or any, any excuse that would take us away from truly hearing what you're saying and speaking over our lives. Let us heed to what you're saying. Let us move forward. Let us partner with you as the builder and let us always go back to the blueprint of what you've said before we begin building out in our own control, in our own way, Lord, let us always go back to the blueprint.
It says in verse 89, God's word is firmly fixed in the heavens and it doesn't change. Verse 96, there's no limit to its perfection. Verse 160, the sum total of all your words adds up to absolute truth and every one of your righteous decrees is everlasting. The last scripture that I wanna share with you this morning It says in 2 Timothy 3, verses 15 through 17, it says, remember what you were taught from your childhood, from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the anointed one. Here's the part that I want you to get. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, and here's why. It will empower you by its instruction. It will empower you by its correction. It will give you the strength to take the right direction and it will lead you into a deeper path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Isn't that good? That's what his word does for us. It brings instruction, correction. It's almost like that thing that I shared a couple weeks ago, how God wants to encircle us this year. He wants to instruct us and he wants us to keep him as the apple of our eye. I didn't even think about this, but these words go hand in hand. How do we encircle ourselves with him? We get into his word and into his presence. Why do we need it? In the world that we live in, we need truth. And the truth will set you free in every area of your life. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We love you. We thank you for your word that remains constant, never changing, always alive, very powerful, and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a prayer team that they'll come down. If you need prayer, we have um, our prayer team there's anything that you need prayer for. Also, Pastor Mike wants to say something really quick about what's next for us. If you will direct your attention to him this morning. 